welcome to the Ranting Atheist Podcast. Today, I'd like to share my thoughts on a very controversial topic, which is slavery, slavery in the Bible. On this topic, there are both deniers and justifiers, and there are also those who have been unaware, then they choose which side they belong to as Christians. But before we proceed, what does the word slavery even mean? So I went to dictionary.com and I saw the four definitions they put by dictionary.com. And it says, slavery is the condition of being enslaved, held, or owned as a human chattel or property. Bondage. Wow. Definition two, a practice or institution that treats or recognizes some human beings as legal property of others. Definition three, a state of subjection like that of a slave. Definition four, severe toil, drudgery. Now I'm laying out this definition so that there is no mincing of words about what slavery is. Because when arguing with this, they do like this, do like this. The Bible supports slavery. But most Christians, they won't agree. Some that agree, they will not say eh, it's not the same as the one in the modern world. You know, chattel slavery, the one that America that is always popular with 12 years a slave and all that. And these are Nigerians who we are descendants of people who suffer slavery. Some of us, maybe our ancestors, they narrowly escaped or they even sold people into slavery. Slavery is something we all, I assume, as Nigerians, as black-skinned people, to say the least, hate. So when I see people defend it, I just... <sighs> so now, to prove that the Bible supports slavery, at best, though, and commands it at its worst, we'll read Bible passages. Maybe it's Bible that people are... We will read Bible passages. So, today, focus is on Exodus chapter 21. We start from verse 1 to 6. Now, in this passage, rules are set for Hebrew slaves, Hebrew servants. But if you look at a very key phrase in verse 2, it says, If thou buy an Hebrew servant, I'm reading from King James, buy, buy, buy. Ah, when you buy something, what does that mean? According to the dictionary, to acquire the possession of or the right to by paying or promising to pay an equivalent, especially in money, you are buying a Hebrew servant who is a human being. How are, how, how are Christians defending this? I'm still, I'm still confused. You know, indoctrination is so powerful, huh? very powerful. If you look at this verse properly, it should be enough for you to say, oh, the Bible supports slavery, but indoctrination are bastard. Indoctrination is a fucking bastard. When you have been indoctrinated from childhood, it is so hard. And I think even me, myself, I may have not seen it if this was the first controversial Bible passage that I saw. Because throughout throughout my lifetime, while I was a Christian, I never came across such a Bible passage. Now, if we continue reading to verse 3, it says that if the servant came as a single man, he would live as a single man. But if he was married... He would live with the wife he came with. They usually let the Hebrew slave go after seven years for whatever reason. But now verse 4 goes on to say that if his ogre gave him a wife and they had children, he can't live with them or he cannot live with them. But if this, if, if, if this is not slavery, will the ogre be able to stop him from carrying his wife and children, even if one that gave to him? And people are defending this. <laughs> now moving on to verse 5 and 6. The servant does not have a choice but to stay with his wife and children, which is the perfect blackmail. But hey, lucky him. <laughs> now Hebrews live now. At least he can he get an option to, to, to go. Foreigners are not given this option. 
Then when we proceed to verse 7 to 10 or so, that one is for female slaves. From the father selling his daughter into slavery to the master marrying her. Whether she wants to marry him or not is not the master's concern. Now, if he's not satisfied with her, well, I wonder how. Maybe if he knows Sabi Nak, if she knows Sabi Cook or Clean, whatever, he cannot sell her to a foreigner. But she can be redeemed. She can be bought back. Maybe by her daddy that sold her. I wonder if she wants to go back. Very sickening situation. Like, is this Bible what we're reading? You think it's one game of throne fiction? Now, if the master decides to arrange marriage between the female slave and his son, then he cannot treat her like his own daughter. Wow. That's so nice. So nice. Now, in another scenario, if the master marries the slave for himself, then the master decides to marry another wife. We don't know whether it's a also slave or normal Hebrew woman, but he shall marry second wife. He must also take care of his first wife. He must give her food. He must clothe her. He must knock her away. He must fuck her away. Glory be to God. Wow. They are really considerate. Verse 11 now says, if the master does not do any of these three rules, doesn't follow these rules, he has to let her go for free. Wow, 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 wow. There's just one, <laughs> there's just one question that, you know, if you are able to stomach the whole fact that this is slavery, you know, you're able to somehow get past maybe indoctrination, indoctrination very powerful, it allows you to forget that we're talking about a human being is being owned as a property. The question that comes to mind, who the fuck is monitoring this? Who is making sure these slave masters are following this rules? Like, are, are you, are you, are you fucking kidding me? What the <sighs> If we now jump to verse 20 and 21, the master is to be punished, even though we don't know what type of punishment or if he beats the slave and the slave dies as a result of the bleed of the beating. Oh, but after beating the slave blue black, if by miracle, maybe within a day or two, the slave recovers, the master is not to be punished. And why? Because the slave is his money, his property. No shame again. They are putting it right there. This slave is his property. And I now wonder the people that are saying that the slavery in the Bible is not the slavery that happened in America and the Europe and all that. The slave is his money. The slave is his property. How, uh, uh, and they will now say you need the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit an English teacher now? Or is the Holy Spirit... I, I in, ugh, man, it tired me. It tired me. We then go on to verse 26 and 27. Where a slave master must let his male or female slave go. If you should hit them and the slave loses their eye or lose their one of their teeth. Now, I've seen Christians say slavery in the Bible is just like employment, but which which company, I like to know which company, where the employer has the mind to hit their employees. I know this country is crazy, but which employer? All I know, they blackmail you with your salary. They deduct your salary. They sack you to hit you. Let alone to the point where you, you, you become blind in one eye or you lose a teeth. Like, who is deceiving who? Like, I, 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 I don't understand. Who is deceiving who? <laughs> now, the last verse referring to slaves and all that in that Exodus 31. Sorry, 21. Verse 32. Which simply says, if an ox of another man injures the slave of, of another man, the owner of the ox will pay 30 shekels of silver to the slave owner for damages. It simply means your property destroyed my property, so you pay for damages. Very disgusting. I don't understand how people have built empire on such a book. 
I wonder what the so-called Holy Spirit tells Oyedepo, tells Adeboye, and they wake up every day and come. Somebody shout hallelujah and Oyedepo start making noise like a squirrel. Because eh? I don't, this chapter is more than enough to deconvert any Christian that reads it. Well, doctrination is, is very powerful. It's very powerful because hardly do you enter any church and hear them discussing Exodus 30, 21 and particularly our slavery part. There are some other, other verses in Exodus 31 that are just uh, a life for a life, a food for a tooth, a strife for a stripe. They can use that one to just dodge all the slavery parts. But to discuss the slavery in church, they don't bond them well because people will pick up on on the bullshit that, that is going in the church, that if slavery is here, the Bible is supporting slavery, then that means everything the Bible supports is most likely wrong. How do we determine what is correct and what is wrong using the Bible? The Bible is not a perfect book. Throw that fucking book away. Throw it away. The Bible is full of shit. Have a nice week. <laughs>